Because all of us come from different backgrounds. We're all different. We all have, we've, we've, we've learned from different aspects because all of you have a normal that is in your mind. All of you have experienced a normal and your normal is different from everybody else's normal. It's not the same. And your normal came from how you were raised. That's normal. And everyone else does it different, right? And or they do it wrong. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You do that wrong. You know, like when you get married, your, your spouse does it different than you. They clean different than you. They brush their teeth different than you. They clean their, their they do their laundry different. They load the dishwasher different than you. I love you. Your normal is different than the person next to you is normal. And days like today and participating in growth track allows us to get on the same page. Not just to hear how we do something or what we do, but to understand why we do something. In fact, why don't you help me out today? How many of you have come from a Baptist background? Like, I'm not going to, like, make you feel embarrassed, I promise you. How many come from a Baptist background? Okay, Baptist background. My, my, my wife's family, they came from a Baptist background, and they married into our family, and God bless them for that. How many of you come from a Presbyterian background? Raise your hand. Presbyterian background. Any Presbyterian? Okay, awesome. How many come from a Methodist background? Raise your hand. Okay. How many of you Church of Christ? Raise your hand. Church of Christ. Okay. How many of you Lutheran? Okay. Episcopalian. Somebody like, what? All right, this is a big one. How many of you came from a Catholic background? Raise your hand. Some of you arranged your hands for all of these because you're like, I did that one. I tried that one. I did that one. I didn't like that one. <laughs> I was watching you. You were like, yep. Mm, yep. Mm -hmm. oh, let me do this hand so I don't look like I'm raising the same hand. How about a Pentecostal background? Raise your hand. You're going to raise both hands. You're going to raise your feet too. It's Pentecostals for you. He'll start running around the church. I was raised in a Pentecostal background. How about this one? How about you were just a good old sinner with no church background? Come on, somebody. Make some noise for Jesus. I like you people. I like you the most, to be honest. But you see, this is the beauty, but also the challenge of leading a church and doing series like these. Because we, we pull you all together to a one united understanding of God's word and what his word says. So as I was preparing this message, I've been asking God to help us understand what the Bible says and to help me to say something that brings us all together to fulfill God's purpose for our life. That you would know the truth and that the truth would set you free. The question that was asked last week and it was also asked in scripture out of Acts 19 was asked through Paul. And Pastor Denny asked the question to all of us last week, and that was in Acts 19, where Paul asked the question, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And this is still very true today. There are a lot of you who, who know God and you're on your way to heaven, but when it comes to the Holy Spirit, you've probably been misinformed to some degree, and maybe you, you really don't know who he is, or you've been having a misunderstanding or you've been in an environment where it was demanded on you. And I want to apologize to any environment you've been in that it was demanded on you. But maybe you've had a misunderstanding on or how he wants to work in your life. And today I want to break that down. 
I want to talk straight from God's scripture. I want, I want to show you how relevant he is to work in your life today with no pressure, no shame, no guilt, no burden. Can we do that? If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 8. And while you're turning there, you already know what I'm going to ask you to do. Romans chapter 8. I love the sound of everyone standing. Did y'all hear that? That was really cool. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. This is the scripture we're going to break down today. It says, the spirit helps us in our weakness or infirmity. In other words, our inability to pray since we, we, only, we, we can't understand or comprehend beyond the present. This is what this first part means. The spirit helps us in our inability to pray. It helps us in our inability to comprehend behind our present. That's what that means for. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. In other words, a prayer language that is beyond conscious understanding. It is a heavenly language that that comes from the depths of your heart. That he intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according with God's will. I want to preach with you today from the title, The Key into the Unknown. The Key into the Unknown. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for every single person that is under the sound of my voice and those that are watching from the other side of a screen today. God, I pray, Lord, that your presence would fall on us today. Lord, that I would be able to to speak from a place, Lord, of understanding and speak from a place that would give us all a united understanding of what your word says about your Holy Spirit. That you would refresh us today with your spirit that we would remove the mystery, we would, we would remove any misunderstanding. But God, that you would speak to each and every soul today. We need you, Holy Spirit. And I pray today, Lord, that our eyes would be open, that our ears would hear, that we would move out any preconceived notion, that we would move out any ideology that we've been maybe even raised with, but God, that we would just hear straight from your word today. We pray, Lord, that you would speak to us in a way that maybe we can understand in our own way. We thank you for what you're going to do. God, we pray that your will would be done. We pray that your your word would be, just like it says, sharper than any two-edged sword that it would cut beyond our belief, it would cut beyond any perception we have, that it would cut all the way down to the core of what your word says and that your truth would set us free. We believe that, we receive that. We thank you for what you're gonna do today in our hearts and in our minds. We thank you for your presence in this room right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said a big amen. Amen, why don't you give someone a hug before you be seated. Got to get those endorphins flowing. I got a question for you. Have you ever had a time in your life 
where, where you got, no guy is going to admit this right now, but you got lost. Anybody ever had a moment where you got lost? Maybe you were out in the woods and you were walking. Maybe you, somebody just laughed. It must have just happened this weekend. They're like, ah, he's talking about you. Maybe you were out in the woods and you got lost. I remember one time I was hunting and, and I was tracking a deer and I, we, I got like all up in these woods and I didn't know where I was. I had no sense of direction in that moment. Or maybe, maybe you were out hiking, maybe you were out camping and, and you were like, I just, you couldn't find your bearings. You didn't know where you were. Maybe, maybe you just came out of the grocery store and you don't even know where you parked your car. Like you just lost. Like you're like, Jesus, help me. Jesus, take the wheel. I don't even know where I parked. Some of you are like, thank God for the phone thing that when you get out, you know, and it's connected to your Bluetooth, it tells you this is where you park. Anybody have that feature that uses that? My wife needs to use that. But you come out the parking lot or maybe, 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 let's just say, maybe you just lost in life right now. Some of you are like, why you got to go there? Maybe you just lost. Maybe you found that while you were lost, your intellect was not enough. Your own understanding was not enough. Not, nothing you seemed to do. You were like, let me like check my equilibrium. Am I right? You know, like you're trying to adjust things, but nothing you did seemed to be good enough. I want us to consider this question for a moment because in the moment of being lost, if you were given a choice right now, say you were lost in the jungle, you were lost in the woods, and I were to give you a choice of one of three tools, which one would you pick? Would you pick a compass Somebody like, oh yeah, that'd be great. I would know what north is, south. Somebody like, that's what that red dot means. Would you pick a map? Somebody like, oh yeah, I, give me a map. I'm good. How many like, you give me a map, I'll find my way out. How many of you like that? Y'all don't want to raise your hand yet because you don't know what I'm about to say. Or a personal guide. Which one would you choose? If you would pick a compass, raise your hand. If you pick a compass, okay. If you would pick, pick a, a map, raise your hand if you want a map. How many would like to have the personal guide? The best decision would be the personal guide. You, you want someone who's been there. You want someone who knows the lay, the lay of the land. I, you, you can give me a map all day long, but if I look at a map, I still don't know where that tree is. That got the same moss as that got. If you were to give me a compass, it don't matter. North is great, but I don't know how the heck I'm going to get out of here. But if you have a personal guide, someone who's been there, someone who knows all the lay of the land, someone who's walked that journey, someone who's been where you have not been yet, you would pick a personal guide. John 16, 7 says that when the Holy Spirit comes on you, he will, or when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. The truth is your future is uncharted territory. Uncharted. No one knows it. No one has been there except God. Nobody knows it. And we need the Holy Spirit to lead the way. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. You see, God gave us the Bible as, as a handbook to teach us about life. To, it's the manual for life. You, you can read it and find instruction on how you ought to live. God gave us a family. He gave us a, a body. He connects us to the body of Christ called the church to be our support system, to be the things that help hold us accountable. He gave us the church, but he also gave us the Holy Spirit to be an intimate friend and to lead us through life. You see, there are many reasons why you need the Holy Spirit in your life. And people ask me all the time, do, do you need the Holy Spirit to get to heaven? Like, it's like a very intense question. Do I need the Holy Spirit to get to heaven? Let me just play an answer say, 
No, you don't. But I would then ask the question back to you. Why wouldn't you want something that was sent by your heavenly father to guide you and be a comforter for you in your life? You ask, do I do I need the Holy Spirit to get to heaven? Let me tell you, you need the Holy Spirit just to raise your kids. All the parents better say amen to that one. My kids were fighting this morning. I was like, Holy Spirit, I need you. Because if I want to do what I want to do, we're going to be in trouble. You need the Holy Spirit to get through your single season in your life right now. All the single people said, amen. Some desperation in that amen. You need the Holy Spirit to get through your single season. You need the Holy Spirit just to get through Walmart. Because I ask an employee, hey, where is this? And they just do that. Walk me. I need a personal guide. I don't need a compass. I know it's that way, but I don't know what aisle. Help me out. But I want to focus on just one of the reasons why you need the Holy Spirit, and it's found in Romans chapter 8. Just one of them. But we first must understand, before we get into that, we must first understand that we are a three-part being. We are body, soul, and spirit. And when you receive salvation, your spirit is reborn. It receives Eternal life by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. It is reborn. It's God's free gift to you. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. God did this for us. It's just something to receive. But receiving the Holy Spirit is, is completely different. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, which is separate from salvation, God's Holy Spirit empowers your reborn spirit. Acts 1.8 says, after the Holy Spirit came on you, comes on you, you will receive power. You'll receive power. It empowers your reborn spirit. You see, we are, we are limited by time and space, but God is not. God is past, present, and future. He knows the beginning from the, the end. He, he was, he is, and he is to come. He is eternal. He is not limited by or measured by by time. He is not limited or measured by space. But us, we are governed by our five senses. Our, everything we do is governed by five senses. So when we pray, it is common for our prayers to be limited by our understanding of our circumstance. We don't know anything different. We don't know anything from that. It's, it's, it's typically done by our natural sense of what we see, what we're going through, what we're experiencing. That's all we know. But. The Holy Spirit, who sees and knows the future, who knows the things that you don't know, can pray for you far beyond what you understand or even comprehend. And he, he prays for us, Romans 8 said, he prays for us according to the will of God. You don't know the will of God for your life. But the Holy Spirit knows the will of God for your life. You're not praying according to your circumstance when you pray in the Spirit. You're not praying according to your understanding or your limited human understanding. You are praying in a, in a way and praying in, 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 a, in, a, in a season or, or, or an idea of something that is beyond you that you don't know. So how does this happen? Well, the term that has been used that you've probably heard is a few different ones. One is speaking in tongues. How many of you ever heard that phrase before, speaking in tongues? How many of you have ever heard a heavenly language? You've ever heard that before? How many of you heard speaking in the spirit? These are different terminologies that were used or an unknown language. And for some, it has been one of the big mysteries about the Holy Spirit. 
that people have misunderstood. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. And no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. When you speak in tongues or you speak in an unknown language, you're not talking to man. I'm not talking to you when I speak in my unknown language. I'm talking to God. It is a direct communication to God. It's, it's a language only to God, not to man. I want, I want to make sure that is very, very clear to you. And there are many languages in this world that if I were to bring people up here and allow them to speak in their native tongue that was not English and you didn't understand it, that wouldn't make it any less valuable. Even though you don't understand it, it may sound strange. And if we were to attempt to speak to them, it would sound really strange. But speaking to God in a language he gives us is no different. It's speaking in a language you don't even understand. It's, a, it's an empowerment by the Holy Spirit. And when you speak in a tongue or an unknown language, you speak mysteries, the Bible says, with your spirit. So what does this mean? Some of you are like, please explain this to me. You see, your mind doesn't comprehend what you're praying. But it's guided by the Holy Spirit. Who prays and intercedes for you according to the will of God, not your will. Not your idea. Not your idea of what your future should be. The word mysteries is talking about knowledge we don't have. Things that we don't understand, things that we have yet to experience, but it is made known through the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul says in Ephesians 3:17 that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you may have power to grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep the love of Christ is and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. You see, there are things God wants to do for you that surpasses your knowledge. It surpasses your limited ability to understand. And because of this, we are limited to what we ask for or what we even imagine that God has in store for us. We are limited by it. So the Holy Spirit intercedes for us Praying without limitations God's perfect will for your life. It surpasses human knowledge. It surpasses any understanding. And it is through faith because it is yet to be revealed. It is through faith because it's yet to be understood. We, we like the quote that we like to quote the scripture. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. He can I can preach that scripture, but he wants to do things for you that you can't even imagine anything you dream of. Your future is brighter. Like we can preach that. Although this is all true, some of us are missing the main component. We've we, we missed it and we forget the last part of that verse. According to his power that as at work within us. The other side of that scripture, that through that it is through his Holy Spirit working in our life, interceding on our behalf, things that we do not have yet to see or even understand. That's what that power at work within us does. This is also why in Hebrews 11, 6, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
Why? Because we don't know what we ought to pray for. We, we don't know. So we need the Holy Spirit to help us, to guide us in our prayer. We can pray God's will over our life, but we can't pray for those things to happen because we don't know it. But the Spirit knows what we need to pray for. And when I pray in an unknown language, my understanding may not comprehend it, but my spirit receives it because I'm praying according to the will of God. Isn't that beautiful to understand and to know that when you pray in a heavenly language, you're praying for God's perfect divine, his perfect unity, his perfect purpose for your life, his will over your life. You, like it's the perfect will of God. You can't pray for that unless you pray in the spirit because you don't know what that is, but he does. Since your future is uncharted territory and no one has been there except God. We need a helper. We need a guide. We need a Holy Spirit to lead the way we need the Holy Spirit in control. Because we know how good of a job we do when we are in control. Ain't that the truth? Some of you are like, yes, I've been in control too long in my life. And look where it got you. Been in places you didn't want to be. You've been in environments you didn't want to be. You found yourself in situations and maybe even in a marriage you didn't know how you got there. Found yourself in, in a relationship with this person that you're dating that you're like, I don't know how I got here. You see, God gave us the Holy Spirit to be our intimate friend, to lead us, to guide us through this life. And in my life, I've come to understand that there are two important benefits to praying in the Spirit. And I want to talk about these things. These are, these are two things that have helped me, partly why I do this very often. During worship today, I was praying in the Spirit. Why? Because I knew the will of God was going to be prayed over what we're about to do. I don't know what he's going to do, but the Holy Spirit does. And I want that. I don't want what I want. I want what he wants. And guess what? That's releasing control. Some of y'all, that's a real hard. That's a hard thing for, for people like me who like to be in control to do is to release that control. I like everything. Like when we, they, the team comes up before I, before I preach and I'm like, walk me through every detail because I want to make sure I know where we're going. In control. Nope, don't do that. Switch this. We planned it for weeks. We even re, we, we go through a run through on Thursday and then we do another run through this morning. But still, I'm like, nope, we changed. Go back in control. But when you release control and you don't know how everything's going to play out, that's that's a little. Whoo. But when you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, you're giving him perfect control. And when you pray in an unknown language, there's two benefits of this. These are so, so powerful. They're so simple. But I hope this is what helps you to understand it a little bit better today. Number one, the devil doesn't understand what you're praying. So guess what? He can't plot against it. He can't fight it because he doesn't know what you're praying. This is the secret code talk to God. Like, like if you're in a battle and, you know, they had the secret communication that they would do in the military and then like people, so they, the other, the enemy couldn't crack the code. This is your uncrackable code. You've got a special communication, perfect, perfect line. Like you say, Jesus is always on the line. Like he's always ready to hear why, because there's a perfect communication line that can't be broken that leads you into victory. So why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want to pray things that the devil can't fight against? That's that's as simple. Number two, your mind doesn't understand what you're praying. Therefore, you can't doubt it. 
You, you can't have a lack of faith because you don't know what you said. And you just have to believe. You just have to have faith to go, God, it's the perfect will. And I, you, we trust God's perfect will. It's easy to trust God's perfect will, but we don't know God's perfect will. So when we pray and we don't understand it, we can't doubt something you don't understand. But oftentimes we are our worst enemy. And too often when we pray and what we only know what to pray for, we can doubt God's ability to work in our life. We try to pray with faith, but our mind fights our faith. We do this all the time. You're like, no, I don't do that. You argue with yourself every day. How many of you argue? I argue with what I was going to wear this morning. I'm like, nah, yeah, we're going to wear that. No, you're not. Like, you argue with yourself. You doubt. You're your own worst enemy. But James 1.6 says, when you ask, believe. Don't doubt. And when you speak in tongues, you're praying the will of God over your situation that you can't fight against in your mind. You, you can't doubt it. You can't lack faith in things that the Holy Spirit speaks for you because you don't understand them. Again, why wouldn't you want that? You don't have to have it, but why wouldn't you want that? Let, let, me, let me just say this. I, I went a little old school. I even wrote notes over here. I don't normally do that. I asked one of our helpers today. I was like, I need a pen and a paper because I, I, I have my notes. I got my notes, y'all. Like, let me just show you. These are my notes. I write out what I want to say because I want to make sure it's right, okay? But there's sometimes when God speaks, and I didn't have time to give him my notes, and I say, you know what, I need to write this down because this is something that I want people to hear. I want, you, I want to say just a few things. One is, when talking about this, about why you wouldn't want this. You see, the Holy Spirit should be a desire, not a demand. Let me say it again. The Holy Spirit should be a desire, not a demand. And growing up in church, I've been in environments where it felt like it was demanded on me. It was pressured on me that I, something was wrong with me if I didn't get it. And I want to apologize on behalf of any. They just, they're not bad people. They maybe just didn't do it right. They maybe didn't even have a full understanding. That's why I said I want to approach this topic today. There's no demand here. I just want you to desire what God wants for you. The Holy Spirit is meant to be desired, not demanded. Okay, please understand that. Hear my heart today. The next thing is the Holy Spirit is a blessing, not a burden. It's meant to be a blessing to you, not something you would burden with and like feel all this pressure. No, 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 no. It's not a burden. It is, it is an access, okay? I, you know, growing up, we, even in my own life, you know, especially when, when I got married and we were on our own budget, um, when you'd go to hotels, we would go to, you know, we, we're the people that stay at like residence in, like the $98 a night, you know, anybody, or, 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 you know, even Motel 6, if you got to, you're going to pay that, you know, $79.99, baby, and you got free cable and, and all that. And you, you've been to hotels before where you do that, but then there was one time where I went to this hotel, I was a guest somewhere, and they gave me access to a specific floor. I never had that before. I was used to going down and, you know, just having the, their ordinary things that you, everybody gets. But then when I got on this, I got on the elevator, they, 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 have, they have certain rooms that you only have access to with, with this, this key, okay? And I got on the elevator and I was pushing a button, but nothing was working. Like, okay, they said floor, you know, whatever. Pushing the floor, it didn't work. And then somebody got to say, oh, no, no, you, you have special access. You got to use your key. So, so I, I put the key in, push it, boop, oh, 
and here we, here we go. We start going up to a whole nother level. And I was like, oh, wow. And I get off and I'm like, man, I walked in the room. I was like, this just for me? Are you serious? You can put like 10 people in here. You walk in and you just like, you push a button, the blinds start opening. Anybody ever been to a hotel like that? You're like, what is happening? And then, then but, but normal me, I go down and go down to the bottom floor. You know, I'm, you get hungry in a hotel, you know, you go down, you get your snacks, but they didn't tell me that with this access, I was going down getting the snacks when they had full meals provided. But I didn't know that because I didn't know I, what the access that I had. Are, are, you, are you hearing what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit, how many of you are living, going down just getting snacks when God wants to give you a steak? He wants to give you a full, full meal. He don't want you just to live off these Doritos for the rest of your life. Doritos are good, but they ain't as good as a good old filet mignon. Like, man, you have it right. Yeah, you got to say it like that. Filet mignon. My wife don't even like that word mignon, but I'm going to say mignon, 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 mignon. 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 But I didn't know the access that I had. And God has given you a key. You just got to push the floor. And you get to go up and you get to experience something that is on a completely different level. I didn't understand it because I'd never been there. But when I begin to access, I begin to say, oh, wow, look at the benefits of this. And I didn't even have to pay for it. You don't have to pay for it. God just gives it to you. Literally says, if you ask, you will receive. I'm here to tell you today, if you want to capture the extraordinary life, the thing that we talk about all the time, if you want to experience the fullness of the will of God, then there's three things that I want you to do. One is surrender completely to God. Complete surrender to him. I'm asking you, all of you, to just take a step back for a moment. Take a deep breath. I want everyone to just take a deep breath for a moment. Take a deep breath. And I want to encourage you to welcome everything that the Holy Spirit has for you. Just let him in, give him the access. Number two is to receive the Holy Spirit. Well, Pastor Nate, how do I receive it? Luke 11. If you then know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You don't have to do all these things. You don't have to go through this tradition. You don't got to go through all this ritual. You just have to do one thing ask. Just ask God to fill you with his spirit. Invite him into your life. And God says he will. And here in just a moment, we're going to spend some time in worship and you're going to have an opportunity to do that. The third thing is this, to pray in the spirit regularly. Regularly, not just like, well, when you're at church or once every Easter or whatever. No, I'm talking Jude 20 tells us, but you, dear friends, Build yourself up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Ghost. You need to keep that line of communication to God open and use it regularly. So today we're going to take some time in worship. We're going to allow I've made room in our service today, our experience for God to fall on his people. But before we do that, 
There are some of you who are hearing about this God, who are hearing about a God who sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for me, who, who has given me this life and has something to offer me that I can't even fathom or imagine or explain in my own words. And I want him because you need him before you can have this. So before we even give you an opportunity to receive the Holy Spirit and the benefit of being able to speak in tongues, I want, I want to pray that those of you who need Jesus, who need to receive him in salvation, to be able to do that first. Understand that Jesus came, he died, and he rose again for you. For you. Jesus came to redeem you. He came to deliver you from your sin and shame. I want you to understand that for a moment. You don't have to live in that sin anymore. You don't have to walk around in that shame anymore. That he loved you so much that he nailed your sin to a cross with nails in his hands and in his feet. And that he poured out his blood for all of humanity, for you and for me. And if you've yet to receive him today, I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, to receive the free gift of salvation today. I don't believe that you're here by accident. I don't believe that you clicked on this for just a moment by accident. But I want you to get, I want to give you the opportunity today. God has set you up to be here today for this moment. And know that this worship experience was designed just for you. So today we're going to pray for those that want to receive Jesus. We're going to pray the prayer of salvation with every eye closed, every head bowed in this room today. We're going to pray a prayer of faith together, confessing with your mouth. That's what the Bible tells us to do, that Jesus came, that he died, that he rose again. And by the power of God, he can save you today. And if that's you, with every eye closed, even if you're online today, if this is you, when I count down from three, I just want you to shoot your hand in the air so I know who I'm praying with you. I'm not going to make you come down to the front. I'm not going to do anything. You're going to stay right where you're at. But I just want to pray with you today. If that's you and you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, when I count down from three, just shoot your hand up so I can pray with you. Three, two, one. If that's you, just lift them up. Lift them up. Lift them up. I see you. I see you. Thank you, Jesus. I see you. Thank you, Jesus. Lift them high. Lift them high. Thank you, Jesus. I see those hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. Let's put our hands down. I want to pray this prayer together. I want us all out loud to say this where your ears can hear you. Say, dear Jesus, come into my life. Help me to live a new life in you. God, I accept you as Lord and leader of my life. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. And today I ask that you would forgive me of all my sin and help me to live a new life in you. I receive your free gift today. I put my faith in you. I put my hope in you. And I put my trust in you. Have your way in my life. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said a big amen. Come on, church, let's just take a moment and celebrate for everybody who just accepted Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, some of you, some of you have yet to receive the Holy Spirit since you believed. Some of you, you've been desiring a deeper level in your faith. You've been desiring a more intimate connection with Jesus and you've been desiring the Holy Spirit to maybe even to be in your life, to speak in a heavenly language. I want us all just to stand for a moment, all of us in this room.
Some of you have been desiring to be able to pray in a way that the enemy can't fight you. To pray in a way that that you can't doubt what you're believing for. And guess what? Now is the time to receive it today. Your first step is just to surrender completely. And literally, we're gonna sing for a little bit in just a moment. But you just need to pray this prayer. Very simple. No pressure today. Just pray, Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I receive it right now. That's all you need to do. And we've made room in our service, in our experience today for for this moment right here, for you to be able to receive today. And as we worship, I want want you to do these, these three things. I want you to pray. I want you to listen. And I want you to speak. To speak as you hear and feel the utters and groans that may sound like gibberish. Okay? It may sound like what a baby would talk like. But I want you to allow your mouth to speak and allow those words to flow out of your spirit today and experience the fullness of his presence. It may even sound like one word. You may only have one phrase. You may may say a word, it may be da. That may be it. You're like, what does that mean? I don't know. But just keep repeating that phrase. Just keep repeating it. And you'll begin to develop more of the language and more will come out of you and more will begin to develop more and more and it'll even develop into full sentences. And the spirit will be, let me say it for real, the spirit will be like your Rosetta Stone. They'll be like, what's that? And it helps you learn the language and it will guide you into your next words. And understand that to each is their own language. Yours is not going to sound the same or have the same cadence or the same speed or the same pronunciation or the same kind of dialect. It's not going to sound the same. And that's okay. It's not meant to sound the same. This is between you and God. This is your language between you and God. It's not nobody else's. And let me just tell you this. Don't allow your mind or your logic to try to get in the way. You want to control God. God says, I'm not controllable. You cannot tame something that's not meant to be tamed. You cannot contain something that's not meant to be contained. And understand that releasing control is where faith now starts. Now, some other instruction is for those of you who have already received it. I want you, while other people are asking to receive it, I want you to intercede for them where you're at. Just begin to pray in the spirit and pray over them that they would receive today because you know, you know the benefit. You know the benefit of, of praying in a, in a heavenly language of the will, the perfect will of God over your life. You know a, a peace that surpasses all understanding. You know a faith that you can't even ask for happens when you pray in the spirit. You know what it's like. So I want you as a believer to intercede on their behalf. And so we're going to begin to worship today. We're going to allow God's spirit to fall fresh on us. We need his presence, the Holy Spirit to fill us. So in Jesus name, fall on your people right now. Holy Spirit, may your mighty rivers flow. Holy Spirit, I pray that your presence would begin to fill us in our hearts and in our souls. Holy Spirit, refresh us right now, right now, right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, church, let's just worship him. God, we need you. Oracle, rock of ages. 
Holy Spirit, fill your people. Fill your people. Fill your people. You heard your children. You hear your children. You are the same. You are the same. You answer prayers back. And you answer. You are the same. You are the same. You are providing. You are providing. You are the same. You are the same. You move in power.
about set a fire in our soul something that we can't contain something that we can't control and it just says I want more of you God that's all it is so I want, us, our, I want our team to just sing that song just a little bit more sing it just a little bit more set a fire set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain in control, I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more. Set a fire, set a fire down. Just begin to let those words flow out of your mouth. Don't worry about the people next to you. Just begin to speak in your heavenly language. Sing it out. 
We just give Jesus an ovation of praise. Come on, I think we can do a little bit better than that. Why don't we give Jesus an ovation of praise this morning? He is worthy of our praise. Thank you, Jesus. For some of you, it's not over with. tell those of you that maybe maybe you didn't yet experience it but don't think that you need to be here to receive it I want to be very clear I know many people I've heard many stories I know them personally one of them on our staff who driving while at work looking into a field meadow the Holy Spirit began to fall on him and he began speaking in an unknown tongue. So don't think you've got to be in the church for God to move in your life, for the Holy Spirit to move in your life. You may be rocking your child to sleep tonight and the Holy Spirit begin to fill you with the groans and the moans. Maybe he wants you to pray that over your child. You don't know, so don't hold it back. My kids look at me from time to time. They're like, I'm trying to watch what you're saying. Like, son, I don't know. God knows. And if that's for you, then we say in Jesus' name and we receive it. The Holy Spirit can fall fresh on you while you're at school. It can fall fresh on you while you're on your job. It can fall fresh on you while you're in the shower. It can fall fresh on you while you're working out, doing those planks. I'm serious. You want to know how I know all this? Because all this has happened to me. He's not limited. The Holy Spirit is not limited. So don't be discouraged 
And don't go away allowing your logic to try to make sense or tame in the Holy Spirit because you can't tame it. He cannot be controlled or calculated. He cannot. So don't have a calculated response to God. Some of you even today, you didn't receive it because you're trying to still make sense of it all. Don't try to control the Holy Spirit. It's like, it's like trying to control the wind. You can't control it. It can't be done. You have no control over the wind and the way that it blows. Therefore, you have no control over the Holy Spirit and the way that it comes and when it comes and how it comes and how often it comes. You can set up a time in a meeting place. I do that often. Holy Spirit, I want to meet with you because you, I've got things I need to pray that I don't know what to pray for. In the 25-year journey with my mother, I can pray the same thing over and over again, but there's things I just don't know what to pray for over her cancer, raising my kids. I know what I can, I know what I know, but I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna face. I can, I can try to premeditate things and prethink things, but I don't know nothing like what the Holy Spirit knows. So set up a meeting time. This is why we say get a place, find a moment, set a time during the day where you can spend time in his presence and spend time with the Holy Spirit. Allow him to intercede on your behalf and over your family's behalf and on your co-workers' behalf and over your lost sons or daughters' behalf and over your lost friends' behalf and over your children's behalf, over our nation's behalf, over our leaders' behalf, over your pastor's behalf. Pray for me. Pray for church leaders. Pray for leaders. All across the board. Why? It ain't easy being a leader. Because everyone has an opinion. But I want you to pray that God would just allow you to fall into the perfect will of God. The Holy Spirit would just fall fresh on you. So Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that fell on your people. I thank you for those today that received the Holy Spirit for the first time. And I thank you those today that received the benefit of speaking in tongues today, praying in their unknown language, praying in their heavenly language. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to fall fresh on your people. That this very thing that has been taught today, Lord, that we would embrace your Holy Spirit. That we wouldn't mumble when we say the Father, the Son, and the, that we would literally say Holy Spirit. We want your Holy Spirit in our lives. We need your Holy Spirit in our lives to lead us and to guide us into all truth. So, Father, we thank you. We never want to take for granted being in your presence. I pray today that as people go about their way today, as people go about their week, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to just move in their life. That you would move in their spirit. That it would be empowered in a way they've never experienced. That they would be refreshed by your breath and by your spirit. We thank you, Father. Help us to not limit you and all the access that you have for us. Help us to trust you. Help us to release control to you. 
Help us to rely on you. Not our own, on our own intuition, not on our own understanding, but trust on your word. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everyone say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, amen.